Okay, good morning everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's uh, daily pre-market trade plan session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as you can for today's trading opportunities. And uh, now, good morning everyone. Apologies, we're starting this morning session uh, just, a, just a little bit later than normal. Um, apologies for that. Um, but th let's get into it. We've got kind of an interesting backdrop now going into the FOMC later on this evening. Um, got a couple of, I suppose, important uh points to raise uh, about these markets. Um, we'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning, as always, currently up on screen. Um, sorry, I'm a bit trigger happy there. Um, yep, so please see our risk warning currently up on screen. Good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome. Um, so look, it's quite a straightforward kind of market condition. There's not an awful lot happening in, in many areas um, with uh, with a bit of a, a an interesting reaction to last night's um, uh, uh, corporate earnings. Text, we had a couple of massive tech stock uh, corporate earnings. And as you know, um, these markets are heavily weighted in favor of um, of just seven tech stocks. Um, so that's a bit of a problem from a psychological perspective, which is really what what this is a part of some of the considerations that 
you know, you, you, you need to take on board as, as a trader and that's which market should we be trading? Um, do we just trade the, the, the pound dollar and ignore everything else that's going on in the markets? Or can you have the, I suppose, the skill or the knowledge or understanding to be able to trade whatever market gives you the better opportunities? And we prefer the latter. We, we prefer um, to, to, to understand kind of broad macro fundamentals and uh, be able to sort of have flexibility in terms of trading, whatever, because really the actual market that we end up trading doesn't really matter a huge amount. We're not, we're not joined at the hip. We're not sort of mentally committed to that one market or that one trade. You know, it's about, it's about a hundred trades. It's about your performance over a much longer period of time. Okay. Then you're, uh, you're talking about your strategy in terms of how you enter and how you exit and how do you qualify an opportunity and, uh, more importantly, how do you execute that opportunity? Um, so it's an important feature, of course, of everyone's trading strategy. But there's there's more to trading than than just your strategy. It's your it's your risk. It's your approach to risk management. Sometimes we we talk about being patient, and that's one of the things. And when you're in a sideways moving market, it's very easy to jump into a few trades. Um, it's more difficult to be patient. And, and wait for the better high quality trade to come your way. But that's that takes a little bit of time. It doesn't, it's not, people aren't comfortable doing that. People preempt the move before it, before it actually happens. And, and again, that can be a difficult uh, thing to try to do. Um, trade management. So if the market moves in your favor, what steps can you take? We've just been mitigating risk really across the board over the last week. We've, we've had, um, We've had five trades open over the last week. We've mitigated risk on two of them, uh, taken a small loss on the third, and we've got two outstanding trades, um, which uh, which we perhaps look to, to stay in. Um, but this is a kind of an opportunity The opportunities that are likely to come down the tracks are, are pretty decent when you get you know long periods of sideways moving patterns. So I'm going to explain what we mean. But trade management very important, and trading psychology. So we've got this um, very bullish backdrop. We had really positive earnings yesterday coming out of the U.S. Uh, for those tech stocks, which should fundamentally kind of support prices, and yet we saw some strong selling. Um, now. That's interesting from the fact that there seems to be a psychological sort of exhaustion with the fact that these markets are, are, are continuing to push higher and there's this sort of profit-taking mentality. And that's probably what the price action over the last 12 hours has, has kind of pointed to, sort of a, a tiredness perhaps. And, and the fact that we've done really well off these equity markets. Now they're beginning to roll over. Let's book in profit. Let's just reassess, and if we get a pullback, we'll probably start getting into it again. That's kind of some of the thought, and, and the price action suggests that that's the case as well from a technical perspective. So um, so we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms, and we're strong advocates of being consistent. We look for the same types of trades all the time. Um, we're accurate with the levels we use. Every entry or stop loss has a, has a purpose, or we can talk about the meaning of entry at this price or stop loss at these levels. Uh, disciplined with our capital. Um, which is very important. Uh, even when you go through a sideways moving market condition like we're currently seeing broadly, it's like I said, it's so easy to get into a few 
unnecessary losing trades. And if you can avoid doing that, you will be better off because when the, the decent moves come, you kind of want to have the capital available for that. All right, so um, let's get straight into it then. We'll, of course, start with, um, we'll, we'll have a look at these. Uh... In fact, there was some other, let's say, partially positive, partially negative news yesterday. So we were talking yesterday about the importance of um, the US consumer and they're actually really quite strong. So that's a really positive news. The, see, we've got a bit of a, a shifting focus. Previously, bad, good news would have been bad news for equity markets because it meant that the Fed might stay higher for longer. The thing is, the, the Fed now are just acknowledging that everything is so good um, that actually we can start to cut rates. Um, and probably do so on a very careful basis, uh, certainly if inflation continues to come come lower. So now we have the potential where positive news or positive data um, is, like, is more likely to have potentially more of a positive impact on equity markets because central banks are still likely to lower rates. So hopefully that's not too confusing, but also we got uh, job openings. So there's a, a re-emergence really. There's, um, there's a higher, there's a bit of a bounce uh, off the lows. And all this means is there's, there's actually more jobs available in the US economy than forecast. Um, and these are just job openings. These are just jobs that are available. Now, we know many in the US, they have one or two jobs. It's not necessarily, um, you know, there's a, it's a multi-job workforce, um, but very consumer driven. So consumers performing really well. And actually the jobs market is, is still pretty buoyant and, and it doesn't seem to be any turning in that. But it does look as if the Fed are looking to lower rates with, with that in mind. Everyone was talking about unemployment numbers need to start rising in order to see you know, in order for the, for the Fed to be comfortable about lower, in, lower inflation. So it's quite a complicated dynamic that's going to keep evolving. Um, so I suppose it's probably worth just, just, just talking about corporate earnings just briefly. I mean, if we look at this, you can see that most of the corporate earnings again yesterday are all very very positive a couple of sort of red um lower revenue numbers than target but broadly speaking it's it's comfortably kind of 80 percent is, is coming in above expectations so again it really feeds into that positive news uh, dynamic for these financial markets and even if you look at microsoft up here we're expecting revenue um, of 61.1 actually come in at 62 billion and the numbers for alphabet they're expecting 85.23 and we've got 86.31 so more than an extra billion in revenue um, and almost more than a, a billion extra in revenue above expectations for microsoft so these are really kind of positive earnings and um, your eps your earnings per share is coming in higher than expected as well. Now, there's a couple of concerns in that. Uh, I think those concerns are fairly minor. When you get a really good, strong, positive uh, corporate earnings backdrop, 
yes, there's a bit of the psychology is changing a little bit in terms of there's a bit of weakness there for sure. And there's a bit of sort of wanting to profit take probably going into FOMC later on today. And that's really the focus of these markets from, from, from now onwards. Um, overnight, we've had uh, Australian inflation. And look, it's really reinforcing that lower inflation environment where we've jumped from 4.3 to 3.4. That's a sizable, sizable move coming in way below expectations. So we have this um, lowering inflation backdrop really across the board. Um, Chinese manufacturing is coming in in line with expectations, non-manufacturing PMI numbers uh, in line with expectations. So that brings us into the European trading session now. And um, German prelim, uh, we get some German inflation numbers. Will they come in flat or, or below expectations? We think it's likely to be a flat number anyway. The problem with the German economy is you kind of have a, a low inflation, low growth. You have this kind of stagnating economy for now. Um, now that could that could change pretty quickly. And then as we look forward into the afternoon, we've got ADP employment numbers, um, the employment cost index. But, you know, this is a major, major news event at seven o'clock. So really, when we look at these charts from a technical perspective, do we have do we have any special reason for these markets to rally aggressively? Not, not really. Um, it's interesting to see uh, on the close that these markets continued to um, to gap lower. Same situation with, with the Nasdaq. But what's interesting for two, four, six, eight, nine hours, we've not been able to. It's not been able to to move any lower than just you know a few points. Uh, what are we? Six, seven points range which all it does is it creates a bit of a floor for some further upside. So we don't really have any reason for these markets to, to fall off a cliff. Um, in fact, you've got really positive corporate earnings underpinning it. So it's a bit easier to see on the NASDAQ. Um, we gap, so we've got the news very, very bearish. It was a bit bearish going into it, um, a bearish move. We gapped lower. And once we made that low, we, we've not made further lows ever since. So two, four, six, eight. In fact, we, we, we gapped considerably lower and we kind of rallied. And all that suggests to us is, is it, it's pointing to a little bit more profit taking than, than anything else. And um, sometimes with such bullish markets, you know, all you do is you sell off and then you run into to some positivity and you get the next leg to the upside. So let's see if that plays out because we, we, we anticipate it's likely to do that. Um, there's not really enough to actually suggest, right, we've got all the data needed to start selling these. Let's start filling our boots. We don't really have enough to do that apart from what we think, uh, apart from how much profit taking we're likely to see at these levels. I'm sure, you know, if you're committed and you've got a big fund, I'm sure you're not, you're not freaking out over really positive corporate earnings that wouldn't be a reason in 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 most people's minds to actually exit your position with volume 
And that's what we'd be concerned about. So believe it or not, we've still got a quite a bullish bias on this trade. You could have a technical rollover, but all it means is we're buying at lower prices. So let's see how we get on from these levels. We're in a bit of profit in, in the S&P. We're, um, we're, we're still in the NASDAQ. So these are the trades that we were very comfortable staying in. Um, elsewhere, I want to just talk about the, the, the sort of the, the, the erratic price action we're seeing in markets like the euro dollar. So this is not appetizing price action to start getting into, in our opinion. Looking at the pound, if, you're, if, you, if you just trade the pound, and I, and I know one of our traders uh, just likes to focus on the pound, you, you're, just, you're just getting chopped up in here and you're not getting any kind of significant move. Um, same sideways pattern for, for the dollar yen. Um, all these dollar pairs, we've been waiting for the, the dollar Swiss to break below the 86.06 and it's not done so just yet. Uh, the dollar CAD, we're waiting for that to make a purposeful move to the downside. And again, it's not doing so just yet. The Aussie dollar, um, it's kind of just sideways moving. So that's really the takeaway. We're in this little sideways pattern. Now, we still got a, a, a dollar weakness at the forefront of our minds, but it's the, the price action over the last two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven days. You're talking about half the month, pretty much. We're not really making any significant progress. Um, as you know, we're we're reluctant to get into the yen. There was a couple of signs yesterday. Perhaps we could pull the trigger. We're just indifferent with the yen. We don't really like the setup. We don't really like the fundamentals driving the yen. Um, these, these, this current period right now is not. It's not conducive for us to be ultra active. It's just we're just not getting the opportunity that we would like to see. Um, gold. We're in this little sideways pattern, as you can see. Uh, we we broke even on our gold trade. We broke even on our. Um, crude oil trades. So all we've been able to do is to, is to prevent ourselves from taking, you know, significant losses, and um, and and that's a really important part of of trading these markets. And then we just look for the next tradable opportunity. So a little bit up and down around the two hundred period moving average. No real progress made, and we still have this upward bias in these equity markets. You can see the Dow Jones. Um, I know a few of you got into the Dow Jones as well, and, and that. That, that is still making new highs. The S&P and the NASDAQ, not so much. And we've got just quite a bullish kind of backdrop to these equity markets. So um, so let's wrap it up there, guys. In terms of our trade plan today, I mean, we still have no reason to adopt uh, a risk-off approach. or uh, it, It's still risk-on in nature. There's nothing changed apart from a bit of what seems to be a bit of profit-taking. Um, so further indices strength, I think is fair enough. Don't like the pound yen. Couldn't really get into it. Couldn't pull the trigger on the dollar Swiss, dollar CAD, New Zealand dollar. Um, so what we're going to look for is, um, we're going to go back to, unfortunately being patient around the dollar. We're still looking for that dollar weakness trade. And again, Nothing has really changed. Commodity markets are in a bit of a sideways pattern. Most of the dollar pairs are in a sideways pattern. So this is a massive week for financial markets with job numbers, consumer 
confidence inflation numbers fomc tonight and boe tomorrow uh, expect significant volatility so we just haven't seen those moves yet um so that's our trade plan let me post this into the chat box you know guys we we do get days where we get really kind of good signals good opportunities to start pulling the trigger and getting into these trades and right now we don't really have that backdrop um trade frequency is is a, i suppose it's a form of, of risk management in itself i mean if you have sort of poor quality trading conditions to pull the trigger on right now and you can be patient you know you're not getting into two three four five you know pretty poor quality trades you're not putting your, your your capital on the on the neck on the line for um for really poor quality trades you know try to conserve your capital for better conditions and they will come it might even come later on today with the fomc so once we get those moves we'll pull you'll you'll see you know when we start pulling the trigger on trades and we just need better quality conditions so i hope you understand that you know we're not into trading just for the sake of trading all conditions all the time um we want to cherry pick and select the better conditions and and that's a great way to preserve capital um but you know be able to benefit on big market moves when we get those opportunities so our market summary is risk on market conditions we're looking for further us indices strength we're going to have to be patient with it it seems um, there's a bit of profit taking now we we want to try and stay in our trades we don't want to sort of get out of them if we can if we can help it unless we have reason to and the dollar weakness uh, trade is still a target of ours we just don't really have great opportunities so that's why you know you have to be patient and we're going to hear from the fomc we have um uh job numbers as well today adp and the fomc as well so uh, another big day and we're very likely to get probably quieter conditions going into that event um, okay, the narrative is very much around uh, pretty much a dovish Fed. The fact that they're going to signal um, the to the markets that we're probably well, it remains to be seen what they will signal. On on in December they were very dovish, in fact overly dovish, and we saw a massive rally off the back of it. Um, it looks like the U.S. economy is heading towards lower rates, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the FOMC actually and Jerome Powell actually manage that market expectation all right so look any questions feel free to post them guys um as always thanks very much for joining us we're going to switch rooms those of you that are members you can switch rooms to our european um live trading mentorship room so we'll uh we'll, we'll go through how we can try to take advantage of an opportunity if it presents itself so if you can join us for that great stuff um, if not, guys, we'll be back again tomorrow. So, look, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.